Revelation chapter 6 is where we are. Revelation 6. And I had, I was walking through the house the other day, and <clears throat> my youngest boy stopped me and goes, hey. I go, hey. <laughs> he goes, I had a dream last night. I said, I had a dream. I said, what was it about? I said, it was about the rapture. I was like, Yes. He didn't digress any more than that. We'll get there one day. We'll, we'll sit around and talk about it. I said, I had one too when I was about your age. Isn't it awesome? He goes, oh, it's awesome. I was like, yes. We got a problem. Here's the problem. Problem is, when you start mentioning that Jesus is coming back, there's a problem. Because... If you just go out there and start telling people that, it messes with their head because, like me, I'm so goal-oriented. I have an agenda. I know exactly what I'm going to do tomorrow. I've got it down to the minute. So you're going to tell me he's coming back. I'm thinking, ah, well, what about my agenda? I mean, I love Jesus. I, I, I can't wait for him, but yet, wait, wait. I wanted to get the flowers in the flower bed today. I, they've been sitting at my house for four or five days now, waiting to be planted. I've had no time to do that, but I want to so bad. So if he came back right now, I wouldn't get my flowers planted. Okay, I, I'm, I'm no longer young, but if I was, I would be like I was when I was young. I would cut four or five lawns. My dad bought me a Briggs and Stratton engine lawnmower. He goes, here, here, son. He bought it for me. Here. He bought me an old weed eater. Kind of with a long cord. Worst thing ever. Horrible. He goes, go for it. So I pushed that lawnmower through the neighborhood. I had four, five, six lawns. I mowed every week. I was making money at 12 and 13. I mean, I had some money. Hundreds of dollars. And a kid was 12, 13. And I would go on my, I'd run my bicycle to school. And I would stop by the 7-Eleven store. And I'd buy Jolly Ranchers and different kind of candies and bags. And then I'd go to school and I'd sell it. Five for, <laughs> so I'd make money on Jolly Ranchers. I was an entrepreneur. I was making the money. And if he would have came back then and messed up my Jolly Rancher thing, that would have really messed me up because my Jolly Rancher entrepreneur was really doing pretty good. So I had to pass it off to somebody else in the neighborhood. I'm leaving school this year, going to nurse school. You can have that. All right, thanks, James. Here you go. Right? You think it's funny. It's funny. But Jesus is coming back. I've read the last chapter this week. <laughs> Have you read the last chapter of the Bible? Even so, come Lord Jesus. Guess what? He's coming. He's coming. And when I went through here this week and tried to get some thoughts together, and even as I sat just hours and hours, one morning with like five hours at the place we were just enjoying the the cold and enjoying, the wife was still sleeping and the dog was still sleeping and I was just kind of messing around enjoying the morning, drinking more coffee and enjoying it. Man, it was just like, 
there's so much stuff in this Bible, so much stuff in His Word, I just, I just couldn't get it all in. I'm like, there's just too much. I just wanted to sit there for hours until I went outside and I looked at the car. And the one tire was about halfway. And I heard, oh, i got to take care of the tire. No big deal, right? Well, it's 15. Try to do lug nuts with 15. But I wanted to so bad read more of this. But as I read this week and put some more thoughts together, some things were shouting out at me. And this shouted out finally at last night about 7 was a word obsession. What are you obsessed with? Are you obsessed with things? Certain things? Obsession. Did you know that God's obsessed? That sounds kind of bad, doesn't it? You know, kind of like kind of weird, like obsessed. The word obsession means an idea or a thought that continually preoccupies or intrudes on a person's mind. Do you have anything that intrudes on your mind continually? Jolly rancher, jolly rancher, jolly rancher. You see what I'm saying? What was it? What was it? Right? Money, money, money. What's on your mind? Right? Pornography, pornography, pornography. Sex, sex, sex. What's on your mind, right? Love my wife. I can't wait to get her some flowers. Can't wait to get her some candy. Can't wait to get home to see her. Give her a kiss. I can't wait to. Can't wait to read the word. Can't wait to get home. Can't wait. Starting to thing now. What's on your mind continually? Right? You're sitting there going, if you only knew. A fixation, a passion, an addiction, a fetish, a craze. So obsession, God's obsession. You know what God's obsessed with? Mercy. He loves it. It says here in Romans 10.21, it says this. Romans 10.21. Turn it if you'd like. It says, but concerning Israel, he says, all day long, I've held out my hands to a disobedient and obstinate people. All day long, he holds out his hands. Revelation chapter 4. Revelation chapter 5. Genesis chapter 3, Nehemiah 2, 1914, 2016. All day long, what's he doing? Mercy, mercy, can't wait to give it. Mercy. Later on, we get to where the people on the altar were, how long, how long? He goes, hold on, guys. Well, here's a robe. Take it easy. I'm still, mercy. I'm trying to get some more people in. Mercy. So Revelation chapter 6, we get there, and there's this lady in the late 1800s. Her name is Julia Howe. You ever heard of Julia Howe? I don't know who she was. I looked her up. She wrote this battle hymn of the Republic. 
Maybe you've heard of it. Have you ever heard of the Battle Hymn of the Republic? About 1880, 1875. She walked around the Union camp, and the Reverend Clark was there with her. They were walking around, and I guess these guys were singing this hymn, and he looked at her and said, you know, would you mind kind of rewriting that thing and give it some different words? She goes, I was just thinking about doing that. So she went to her hotel room, woke up the next day, had all these words on her mind, and she wrote them down to this hymn. You're like, what hymn? It goes like this. My eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. He has trampled out the vintage with the grapes of wrath or score. He has loosed the fatal lightning of his terrible swift sword. His truth is marching on. Everybody, glory, glory, hallelujah. Now you know it. Na, 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 right? I was thinking the day of the life, like, are we not going to worship that or something? <laughs> no. The Lord, you can't stop the Lord Almighty. Let me say it again. You cannot stop the Lord God Almighty. We were driving home from New Mexico on Sunday. Wife's like, let's turn on preaching. So she turned it on. And the preacher was preaching. And he started talking about the book of Daniel. I'm like, why is he doing that? Because I'm like, because that's kind of where I'm a, that's kind of like the, the shadowing of what's talking about today. I said, why is he doing Because the Spirit of God is speaking. So I'm talking about the book of Daniel. And how there are these 70 weeks in Daniel chapter 9. Have you ever read the book of Daniel? Daniel chapter 9. It talks about these 70 weeks. You ever heard of that before? 70 weeks. And so what happened was, and he explained it in detail, this preacher did. And I was like, yes, that's exact, yes, that's, that's good. He talked about how the Israelites, every seven years, we're supposed to let the land rest. Do you remember that? Let the land rest. Well, you know what it is like us. We like to keep on planting, keep on making money, keep on producing. So they didn't let the land rest on the seventh year. Like they'd be plant, 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 plant. Seventh year, God's like, let it rest. And they're like, keep planting. <laughs> then the next seventh year came up, you better let it rest. You just keep planting. They did that for 490 years. They ravaged the land. What would happen if your flower beds, if you never put any manure in there or any kind of, you know, nitrogens or whatever, whatever you got to put in there, right, to, to read? I know it's last year my flower bed wasn't as productive as the year before because I hadn't put any stuff in it. So last year I put, a, put some stuff in there and kind of turned it over and thought, next year going to be a good crop. So the Lord's like, okay, since you did that, there are 77s that you miss. So you're going to go to bondage for 70 years. That's bad, right? Jeremiah's weeping. <laughs> the weeping prophet, right? They're there 70 years. Now they're coming back. So what happens is you have, he come back, and then you have this first seven that Daniel's talking about. They're going to rebuild Jerusalem. Then there's these 62 sevens that are from then until the Messiah has been 
annihilated, which is who? Jesus dying on the cross. And then from there, there's one more seven. But what word is it? It starts right where on our map. Let me show you the little, remember our little, our little thing we've been kind of using through this series? Right there when the church age ends and it crosses over when it starts with tribulation, that's when that seven-year period starts, the last seven. That's Revelation chapter 6 is right where it intersects. So this 70th week is what we're talking about right now. And let me tell you, we won't be there. Thank God, right? Thank You don't want to be there. Let's read a little bit and find out why we don't want to be there. You want to read a little bit and look? Let's take a look. Oh, and by the way, what are you obsessed with? We're going to come back to that later. Because see, the Lord is obsessed with mercy. All day long, he has his hands held out. And he cannot wait till somebody else decides to take advantage of the mercy and come to him. He can't wait. Because see, as I wrapped up yesterday and left here, I had this banging on the back of that door back in the back. Talking this guy in the back back there, and I thought it was talking about how, you know, how life is hard, things keep going on, and and I didn't realize that when I looked at my past week now, I look back, I thought to myself, what did I do that had eternal value? Did I win anybody to the Lord this week? Nope. Did I tell anybody about his soon return? Maybe in passing. How'd you do this week? Oh, Pastor, let's talk about you for now. Let's talk about me. I'm just telling you. Are we just kind of getting up every day, getting our lunches ready, get the kids off to school, hugs and kisses, and then do it again tomorrow? Woohoo! Saturday's here. Coop, coop, coop. Saturday, Sunday. Ow, ow. Back on Monday. Here we go again. One year goes by, two years go by, 10, 15, 30, 45, 15 years go by. The Lord cannot wait. He's slow to anger and abounding in love. And one day, this, I was reading, and this, David Wilkerson said that he talked to a Jewish lady who went through the time when the Jews were totally massacred by the Germans, how she was taken to the concentration camp. And she mentioned as a small child how she noticed her parents and all the grandparents, all the people, families, all the different ones in her community, all that, they always wear nice clothes. They were all decked out before that time. They were all going to parties and enjoying the day and talking about this and doing that not knowing that the next week they would be in that concentration camp, pushed into a barn area, whatever it was, gas chamber, and gassed. That's exactly what's going to happen right here. It could happen tonight. God comes back. Church is gone. And this is going to transpire right here immediately. Do I want my neighbor 
to stay and face this? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. She knows. He knows. He knows. He knows. He knows. He knows. They all know. They all come down the street. One guy walks up. Hey, preacher. What'd you preach on this week? Do you really want to hear what I preached on this week? Come hither. And he'll listen. That's a good word. That's a good one. Yeah, what are you doing with it? Are you going to repent or not? He laughs. God's good. God is. That's a problem. If Christ is coming back tonight, because see, no man knows the day or hour. I'm not going to, I don't know. But if he does, are you ready? Is your neighbor ready? Or are you like, I hope not, because I got to get those Jolly Ranchers. I got to plant that flower bed. I've got to, got to, what about my 401k? It was growing. Oh, man, it was growing. It was growing. Oh, God, that new car. You know, that one with the slash the door, man. Right? We all have obsessions. Right? And when they get wrecked, we get upset because we are obsessed with it. That's why God put the den in it. <laughs> or allows it. He doesn't do it. He goes, go ahead and, ooh, man, they're okay, but there's a big old den in it. Old crasher driving around. We go, I ain't driving that car. Yeah, you are. Just yet. He's holding his hands out because he cannot wait till more come in. He's obsessed with people. And he gives them free will. You can do what you want to do. You can go to college, do what you want to do. That first day on the college campus is really weird. No, I'm telling you. My God, the mom, dad's car. Love you. I'm the man. Do what I want to do. I can stay up. I can drink a whole two liter myself. <laughs> Mom ain't going to tell me to slow down that two liter pop. <laughs> I drink the whole thing. Wait till you feel that feeling. It's weird, man. It's weird. Who's my roommate? Leave me alone. <laughs> Thank God I was a godly roommate. Pray for your roommate right now. All right now. Or you'll get one that's weird that I got in the summer. Right there, went through a whole year, and then the summertime came, and I was like, who is this guy? He had a guitar, long beard. He was one of the, I'm just telling you, man, what I had. He was about twice my age. And I'm like, who is that guy? In the corner. Maybe Chris Cleaver. <laughs> Isn't that just craziness? Crazy. See, there's going to be chaos everywhere. There's going to be disorder that will reign. There will be total collapse of governing authorities. There will be multitudes on earth in terror when that seven years start. It'll kind of be peaceful for about three and a half years. Everything's kind of like, hey, this ain't too bad after all. That guy's pretty good. 
Who is that guy? I don't know. He's pretty awesome. He's a one-world leader. I call him the Antichrist. Oh, he's pretty cool. That's a cool guy. Oh, he, he's got our best thoughts in mind. He knows every. That guy can speak, can he? Woo. He knows about politics and about religion. He knows about, oh, my gosh. He even so, whoa, signs of what? Wow, did you see that? That was awesome. That guy's flashy. Let's follow him. He wants me to put the thing on my, in my mark. He wants me to, I'm going to go ahead because then I can buy stuff. He makes peace with Israel. This is a good guy. And then when that three and a half years are up, right in the middle of the tribulation, oh, man, he takes off them clothes, and oh, my gosh. Wow. It's going to happen some crazy things. We won't be here. But in case you're left behind because you decided to be lethargic, do not take that mark of the beast. You may be decapitated. You ever thought about that? When that head falls off in the basket? Yeah. Well, take the mark, deny Christ, or die. It's funny, right? It ain't funny. It is, but it isn't. I said because those kids play games and all that stuff happens in those games. And like, oh, cool, dude. I know. Your head being, I think you die. I think that happens. I'm sure. Just ask the nurse. Your head's from the, there's no more life, right? Okay, I think. I just want to make sure. I couldn't figure out how that works. Yeah, that's right. No more life existed. Spiritually, though. I read something this week, talked about, I was in all kind of junk, how your spirit kind of fills every, like every ounce of your body, like every, I don't know, it's weird stuff. Like, you, know, it's just kind of, you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought about that? Your spirit's in you? Spirit, soul, body? Uh-uh. Well, I'm the only one to sing about the kind of crazy things. Anyway, it's kind of neat. It was a neat week. Just enjoy reading God's word and stuff and looking at things, people saying stuff about. Because here it says here, verse 1, chapter 6, you're like, Pastor, what are you doing? Just having a good time. Yep, having a good time. You getting a little bit tonight? You getting just a little bit? What are you obsessed with? How about the wrath of God? How's that function working all this? And then where does his mercy come in? And then should I repent? Verse 1, chapter 6. I watched as the Lamb opened the first of the seven seals. Remember what happened? The father's sitting there with the scroll in his hands, with the seven seals. Everybody in heaven's like, who's going to open up? And John's there going, he starts crying, oh, who can do it? And one of the elders goes, don't worry. Jesus, the, the lamb, he can do it. And Jesus grabs it, and he starts to flip and open up these seals. Now, you're going to notice, chapter 6 and beyond, all the way through chapter 20, you have the seals, seven seals. You have the seven trumpets. You had the seven vials of the bowls. Man, I read some stuff on that. I was so confused. I didn't know what I didn't know what I didn't know what to tell you. All right. I don't know whether they go one through seven, one to the other six, seven, and then the next one start one to the other six, seven. Or the next one goes one to the other. I don't know. I don't know whether it goes the first seal's broken and then 
the the then the then the after that the second seal, then the first trumpet starts, and then 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 it's the third seal, then the second trumpet, then the first vial. I don't know. That had so many different translations. I'm like, Ooh, I was so lost. But I think I know where I landed in that camp. All I know was when these things start happening, it's chaos. Verse one. Then I heard one of the four living creatures say in a loud voice like thunder, Come! I looked, and there before me was a white horse! It's an exclamation point. That's what I'm doing there, okay? My teacher taught me, Mrs. Wheat said, This is what you do when there's an exclamation point. You, you do that. Oh, okay, Mrs. Wheat. She'd take me after school, and she would help me with English. So she said, When you read later as, a, as an adult, you do that. All right, thank you, Mrs. Wheat. So. <clears throat> Thank God for English teachers that take you aside and help you. I looked, and there before me was a white horse. Its rider held a bow and was given a crown, and he rode out as a conqueror bent on conquest. I mean, you can translate that all you want. There's so many different people like this, that, whatever. I'm thinking to me, this is the Antichrist going out to conquer. But some said, well, it could be Jesus. Could be. thing is, it's a horse. It's a white horse. It's going to have to conquer. All right. Second seal. When the lamb opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature say, okay, living creature, remember the living creatures? Right? These creatures around the throne? Four of them. I'm thinking they're high-ranking angels. Come! Then another horse came out, a fiery red one. What do you think? I just so stop right there. Don't look at it. Fiery red. What do you think? Red. What are you thinking? Fire. Blood. What are you thinking? Let's see. Yeah, let's see what happens. Its rider was given power to take peace from the earth. Oh, whoa, stop right there. Whoa, wait a second. Let's just say we walk out the door and Peace has been taken from the earth. Peace. I don't think I'd make it home. I don't think I'd be able to make it to the house. Think about it. Peace is gone. I like peace. I like peace officers. Peace, they are, they're peace officers. Police, they're peace officers. Whoa. Right? I like I like seeing them. I love seeing the jets. I'm feeling, I'm feeling safe. Right? I love that feeling. Peace is gone. That's just the second seal. We just got started. <laughs> we just got started. This is not a good time to live, folks. Think about it. That'll be in your mind forever. Yeah, it will be. And to make men slay each other. The word selection there is not long swords. It's daggers. Grab a beard and you're, you're, you are face-to-face combat. 
just get into the house. It's face-to-face contact. You know why? Because when these other plagues come, there's not going to be much food. Have you ever seen kids at school when the bell rings for first period lunch? It's not like, eh, no big deal. It's like, <gasps> food. Right? I mean, it's like, get out of the hallway. Those kids are going to lunch. No, it's for real. It's like, oh, my gosh, what just happened? I mean, they're, they're, they're crashing through doors. I cannot wait to eat. I've seen some of you. Amen. You're be- I mean, you're going to eat, man. You are on it. I mean, woo Excuse me. Yeah, I'm here. Party of four. Right? Yeah, I know. I've, been, I've seen some of you. I've been there with you. Right? Take that away. Take away, let's just say, let's keep reading. To him he gave a large sword. So the guy on the horse gets a large sword. Everybody else has a little dagger. They're just trying to make it through the day. They're just trying to make it through the next day. People are going to be hiding, running. It's not pretty. When the lamb opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come! I looked, and there before me was a black horse. Okay. Black. What's always black? What do you think? Yeah, death, gloom. Its rider was holding a pair of scales. I never understood that. If you hold a pair of scales, I'm like, what's he doing? I mean, that is so weird, right? What is that? This is crazy. I heard the sound like the voice on the four living creatures say, a quart of wheat for a day's wages. Okay. Three quarts of barley for a day's wages. Okay. And do not damage the oil and the wine. Okay. When you're there in that time, just to get through the day, you're going to work so hard that your day's wages will be just a pound of wheat, two pounds of wheat. You want a little more? Go for the barley. You get more out of the barley. There's no more chilies. There's no more payway. There's no more Mooya burger. There's no more. There's no more of that. Do you, are you catching this? There's no more. You're doing good just to get a loaf of bread. A little bologna, slap it at an here, honey. Enjoy, that's all we got today. Oh, it sure is good. Maybe I'll get it tomorrow. Maybe if I work hard all day, I'll get a loaf of bread. Matter of fact, Dake says, he did all the manipulation, he did all the different numbers, he crunched it all, he goes, it will be eight times the amount. So if a loaf of bread's two dollars a day, it'd be sixteen dollars during that time. One loaf of bread would be sixteen bucks. That's gonna mess up my budget. <laughs> Please, Jesus, don't come back. Sixteen dollars a loaf, that's not good. You see the problem? This is bad news. This is bad. 
so there's no more chilies. If there's a food truck going down the street, it's going to be ransacked. Because when people get hungry, they go crazy. Right? Think about it. Get your phone out. Oh, it's going to get under 25. Snow's coming. What do you do? Go to the store, man. What do you do? The whole shelf. In your cart, right? Sorry. So you go, oh, sorry. I ain't got any of that for you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, salsa. Sorry, not for you on that. You'll be, be back there tomorrow. It'll be all right. Right? You get that, and the whole shelves are gone. I worked it when I was in college. Snow come, Arlington, man. It was like, bam, it's coming in. Man, when I push a cart through the ice, trying to get to the cart. I mean, I look back, and the whole aisles were just mud. People st- and the shelves were empty. I'll never forget the picture I saw in my mind. Bathrooms would be like in the end times, right here. There's nothing in the store. Now the government's going to figure some things out and set it up to where you kind of, if you want something to eat, you can get that mark. You're going to figure it out. Because that guy's slick, right? I realize you're hungry today. I'm going to take care of you. I got this all figured out. This is not a good time to live, right? This is what's going to happen. And you're thinking, what? You want me to leave here today? You go, oh, that's a good sermon day. I'm going out there and talk about Revelation chapter 6. That was awesome. Oh, praise God. He wrote this for your encouragement. Did you know that? Why? Because our Savior is awesome. And he's like this all day long. You know what really bugs me, though? I've read the Revelation now past four, five, six years, I read about every, I read through it about every, what, 22 days, because I read a chapter every morning, just to get started. So I read a chapter, I've been doing this for five years, so I don't, know how, I don't know how many times that is, right? And every time I read through there, guess what I keep seeing? It's in there. I've got it written in my notes. I don't want to go there, because it's just there. This happens. Da, 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 da. People die. Da, 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 da. This happens. Da, da, da. And then it says in there, like a little line, it says, and they would not repent of their evil ways. They're hiding in the caves. Follow me. And they would not repent of their ways. Because you know why? They're obsessed with what they're doing. You see what I'm saying? We're all obsessed with something. We're going somewhere with that in a minute. Obsession. So this third seal broken. There's no, no more chilies, and you're, oh, you have the loaf of bread today. It's gone, and the kid's looking at you like, and you go out, hopefully you make it to where you're going to go to make, how do you even get to work? Is there going to be work? Are you going to plant a garden, go hide in a shelter? How are you going to eat? You see what I'm How is this going to work? I don't know. I don't want to be there because food's pretty important in my house. How about your house? Right now, you're pretty hungry, aren't you? I'm hungry. I'm ready to eat. What if there wasn't nothing to eat? Until next Friday. <laughs> That's not good. Anybody got any wafers? What are those, what are those communion things? The little, the little bread things? <laughs> it tastes pretty good now. Right? <laughs> you see movies, right? People, the only guy left in the whole city. He's ransacking the house just to get canned goods, right? Because he, he's got them all lined up for the, you know, 
Food's important, isn't it? Pretty important. And when there's no food, that's going to be a problem. Then the lamb opened the fourth seal. I heard the voice of the fourth living creature say, Come! I looked, and there before me was a pale horse. Its rider was named Death. Oh, that's cool. And Hades was following close behind. Come on, Hades. Come on. They were given power over a fourth of the earth to kill by the sword, famine, and plague. One-fourth of earth of those who don't believe will be what? Killed at this one right here. How many people in the world? I didn't, I didn't look that up this morning. I should look that up. How many people in the world? Seven billion. So what's, what's seven billion divided by four? Anybody got a calculator? Seven billion divided by four. That's how many people will be gone after this seal. Pop, boom, gone. That's a lot of people. That's just getting started. Because you know why God's doing this? He has to. Why? He has to. Because he's obsessed with cleanliness. He loves clean. Some of you are obsessed, too, about deep clean. Ah, deep clean. Deep. You wash that stuff twice. Run it again. Ah. God's all about clean. He so loves clean so much, he, gets, he sent his son. Go down there. It's all dirty down there. Get it all cleaned up because I'm coming. clean. Go, Jesus, go. And then when Jesus introduces you to the, him, he goes, Jesus, or Jesus says, Father, here's one of my favorite critters right here. I can't really see him. That's okay, because I'm going to cover him a little bit, because he doesn't look so good right now. He's going to cover by the blood. I'm on the inside. I'm working on the outside. And he repented. See him? He's he doing good. Isn't that good? You're covered. You're in good hands. I know. Yeah. This is a crazy time. When he opened the fifth seal, now those first four, those first four horsemen, he popped the fifth seal. I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain because of the word of God and the testimony they had maintained. They called out in a loud voice, How long, sovereign Lord, how long, holy and true, until we judge the inhabitants of the earth and avenge our blood? First thing that came to my mind was that verse that said, It's mine to avenge. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. It is, isn't it? And he will. And he's he going to take care of business. That's why I like Jesus. Because he doesn't tippy-toe around. Some of us tippy-toe. He goes, what are you doing? Stop! Hello, stop what you're doing and get right. It got real quiet, didn't it? Because all of a sudden, Jesus is starting to speak real loud. Because he wants you with him. 
Matter of fact, I was going to end with Matthew 24 today. And at the very end of Matthew 24, the little piece there, there it is again. There it is again. The ten virgins is in there. Remember the ten? The five and five? There it is again. What if everybody in church is not really ready to go? Is that possible? No. We come into church and sit down and we're, we're ready to meet Jesus. Are you? Really? Really? What'd you do last night? Were you out there smoking weed, sleeping with a girlfriend? What were you doing? I don't think you'd be going with them. What were you doing last night? On that porn site, checking things out? I'm not so sure you're going to be going. You're like, really? I don't know. I'm just thinking, when I was reading through here again, because I read here, it says that there's nothing vile in heaven. I'm just thinking. Oh, how about this one? Um, my wife, I, I just don't, I, I just don't really treat her right. You think that'll keep you out? I don't know. You read the good book. See what you think about that. Because what I see is to love your neighbor as yourself. You need to have what needs to be love. And love, should we talk about love for a second? Jesus is all about love. He loves you so much, he goes, I want you to be like me. I'm going to cover you, and I expect you to act like me. Can you act like me? Sure, give it a shot. Keep going. Come on. Well, Pastor James, this don't sound like, yes, Jesus in my heart, and I'm ready to go thing. This sounds kind of like we're working it out. No, this is about following the book and doing what the book says. Let me tell you something. In the end times, like even like today, like today, like right now. If you don't know this book, it's very possible you'll go to the store on the way home and someone will approach you and what they had to say sounds really good, but you're not real sure what they said. It sounds good. Yeah, but it's contrary to this because there's church all around that don't believe this book the way we believe it. You ever thought about that? How do I know if this is really true? Is this, are, we, are we part of a cult? Maybe we're the bad one. Maybe they're right. You ever thought about that? Well, pastor, he, he studies. He'll tell me. what. No, you need to know this. Let me say this again. You need to tell, you need to know this. I'm going to send you a text this week. What would you read? Oh, don't do that one again. I get tired of those texts. And then there's a silence out there. I don't miss those phone flashes. I got. I just. I don't <laughs> time for that. I'm no Facebook. I ain't got no time for that. You got the text. You didn't read. I'm on it. I'm on it like a tick on a hound dog. I'll get it tomorrow. Tomorrow turns into a week. I'm gonna get it. I'll, I'll, I'll get it. I, I, I'll get it. You're not gonna know this. And then when that brother comes along and says, "Well, did God really say that?" He didn't mean that. He just wants you to be like him. Go ahead, take that fruit. Go ahead, take a bite. That's not familiar. I'm telling you, you got to know this. It's your responsibility. I'm only here with you an hour. How many hours in a week? 
I don't know. There's a lot of them. Right? And it's your job, parents, to nourish your kids in the Word. If you're not, then you are doing your kids a disarray. Right? There's all kinds of helps out there. I mean, there's that version stuff with that. I mean, draws maps. I mean, it's great, cool stuff. But get it in. I don't care how you get it. I don't care if it's Hunter. No, Chad loved comic books. He loved them at one, like two, three years. So I bought him the comic version Bob. He'd read it in his room. Comic, yeah. Ooh, yeah. It's good. Yeah, man. He's getting it in. I don't care how you get it in. Get it in. I don't do very good at reading. But watch a video about it. There's all kinds. I mean, there's so many helps. Listen to it. Right? Get it in. Oh, my gosh. we got to keep going. So they pop this, this other seal, the sixth, fifth seal, and these people underneath the altar saying, how long? And the Lord's like, just wait. Here, here's a robe. Then each of them was given a white robe and was told to wait a little longer until the number of the fellow servants and brothers who were to be killed as they had been was completed. Huh. You don't even want me to go there with this one. The word for martyr and the word for, what's that verse, Matthew 20, 19? says, therefore go into all the world and preach the gospel, right? In Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, all. See, the, the word for martyr and the word for, like, Christian and follower and disciple is all about, synonymous, is all about this what? It's all about this martyr. You're a living sacrifice. When you sign up to follow Christ, then your life is no longer yours. Oh, well, that kills me, doesn't it? You're like, what do you mean it ain't mine no more? I mean, I've, I've got my house and my... What are you talking about? That's what, what? You signed up to follow the Lord. And if He tells you to go to Timbuktu, you're going to Timbuktu. If He tells you this is what you're going to do, that's what you need to be doing. But you still have a choice. Let me say it again. You still have a choice. Does that make sense? He loves giving you choices. And that choice better be an obsession for who? Him. I know. Brother Chris, would you come? As I wrap this thing up. I watched as he opened the sixth seal. There was a great earthquake. The sun turned black. This isn't good. Like sackcloth made of goat hair. This is so, isn't this wild? He's trying to explain. I mean, think about it. He's trying to explain all this stuff. Goat hair. I don't even know what goat hair looks like. All right? Y'all know goats? You have any goats in your house? I don't have any goats. The whole moon turned blood red, and the stars in the sky fell to the earth. Wow, this is a meteor show. Matter of fact, some commentators say it's like meteors. I mean, can you, can you imagine coming up here later on if one of those gigantic meteors hit? Hit the ocean? <laughs> It's possible. Because God can kind of go, hold on a second. Push over there a little bit. Right? 
Can he do anything he wants to do with what he got? Yes, he can. And when I see this, he's like, send it over there again. Oh, you didn't like what I had to say. Hands are out still. Come on, hurry, quick, quick, quick. Hurry before it hits. Come to me. No, you won't. That's weird, isn't it? That's a bad sign. You, you know, I don't like that part. Do you? I don't. But he has to. Because he has to eradicate that sin. Because when you see Satan, he goes, mm, pride, I hate it. That's bad, right? I don't like that either. The stars of the skies fell, shaking the strong wind. The sky received like a squirrel, like a little squirrel rolled up here. And every mountain and island was moved from its place. Then the kings of the earth, the princes, the generals, the rich, the mighty, the slave, every free man hid in caves. They were hiding. They said, please, mountains rock, please fall on us. Hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne. They were scared of what? Weren't they? They were scared. Wouldn't you be scared? Wow. They would not repent because they were obsessed. They would not repent. They would not. But God's mercy is great and mighty. Yeah, it is. I've got a train of thought and I've lost it here because I'm trying to find my notes. There it is. Huh. He's abounding in love. He loves to proclaim mercy. He's abundant in mercy. He has great mercy. He's rich in mercy. It just goes on and on. Matter of fact, what should some things we should be obsessed with in these last days? What should we be obsessed with? What should be our obsession? And I got a feeling that we're obsessed with some wrong things, me included. I just am. My, I think, I think in America we're distorted. We're so, we're so inundated by video and messages and information that it's distorting us because we don't sit and let this renew our mind. This will renew your mind. It gives you proper perspective. We went and saw a movie Friday night. I wish I wouldn't have went and saw it. It got good, then it got bad. It got good, and I was like, I should have just walked out. I was tired. You know, I was like, I just got tired. I got tired. I just got tired of the innuendo. I just got tired of the constant bang, bang. It's okay for men to, to date men. Bang, bang. It's okay to have sex with men. Bang, bang. It's okay. Ha ha, funny. It's not funny. Bang, bang, bang. I just kept getting hit. Over and I thought, man, now I gotta go back to this just to just to disengage that. Does that make sense? Let all that come in. I gotta my head's spinning. Gosh, God's love. God loves it. Don't do that. Love your wife, love your kids, take care of your family. Woo, thank God. Oh, thank you. Wow, back to center. Does that make sense? Don't be the one that's in the mountains trying to hide. Brooks, follow us! 
gosh, can you, oh, stop. That's not a good thing. Well, you know, the, the question at hand is, what are you going to be obsessed with this week? You know what? You can change your habits right now. You can stop what you're doing right now. It may be hard. You may be addicted like me. It's going to be very hard to stop those empty drinks. If you told me today, stop, I'd be like, uh, well, <laughs> I don't know. I'll try. Car keeps going that way. <laughs> everywhere I go, it's everywhere, right? Everywhere I go. So I might need a buddy. Get a buddy system. Greg, car's going to QT. Don't do it, Jay. Okay, I'm good. There's another one. Oh, my gosh, Gilbert. Don't do it, Jay. Oh, my gosh, okay. Right? Because I'm going to be tempted going to QT. Ain't no doubt. I'm going to be tempted real bad because it's so good. That straw goes in there. It's that big old cup. It's cold. Honey, I'm losing it. Come home, honey. I'm coming, but I've got to stop. Don't stop. Okay, I'm coming. Right? Very good, a buddy. Matter of fact, Jesus likes talked about buddies in the Bible. Twosies. Twosie, threesies. Get a buddy, a good buddy. Not one that says, ah, go get one. No, what? Yeah, come on, man. Delete, delete. Who was that guy? I don't know who that guy was. Right, right? You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. No, that is not good. That's not good. Mm. David was obsessed. King David was obsessed. Are you obsessed with God? He said, evening, morning, and at noon will I pray. Wow. Evening, morning, and at noon. That's like three times a day. That's like all the time. That's like, that's a long time. Right? How many times do you talk to God a day? Well, you know, there's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's three times, Pastor. Oh, that's not it? Oh, I was reading the wrong version. Oh, no, what? I didn't know. I, I thought, you see what I'm saying? Because, see, I spend the time with people I want to spend time with. Uh-oh. I better go home. It's 11.30. And then... Nehemiah was obsessed with God. Matter of fact, he got up. Well, one of his readers got up. And they read from morning till noon. And then from noon on for seven days straight. That's a long time to read God's Word. I read this morning for 15 minutes. That's pretty awesome. You can go home today and read. Hurry up, Pastor, and pray so I can go home and read. Okay, hold on. Hold on, stop. I'm, you see what I'm saying? What are you obsessed with? Hurry up, Pastor, so I can go home and read and, and tell my family and tell my neighbors about Jesus. And 
come on, Pastor, I gotta go. Are we really, really, really wanting to go do that? You see the problem that it exists? Really exists. If that is re- if this is real, then it's real. It's not just some little fiction book in, in down here, half price book. It's not. It's real. This is real. 